original wheezy pump organ. Had it been only five years ago? Sometimes she wasn't sure any of it had really happened at all, that it wasn't something she'd just remembered from a long-ago dream. Today's affair was nothing like Anna Jane's modest wedding. The sanctuary was at capacity, beyond capacity if you went by the county fire code, which said the church could hold 500 people. It seemed to Anna Jane that every living person who had ever known or done business with the Bayless family, or even just sipped a bottle of their quixy cherry soft drink, had crammed themselves into one of the polished wooden pews beneath the soaring, exposed rafters of the imposing Episcopal Church. Anna Jane felt her eyelids droop now. It was too warm in the church, and the scent of lilies and roses banking everything that didn't move was overpowering. She'd had almost no sleep the night before, and not much more sleep the night before that. And yes, she'd had herself a good stiff drink, Quixie and bourbon on the rocks, back at the house, after she'd finished dressing and before she'd left for the church. She closed her eyes, just for a moment, felt her chin droop to her chest, and the next moment, she felt a sharp elbow dig into her ribs. Pokey had managed to wedge herself into the pew. Wake up and slide over, she ordered. Anna Jane's eyes flew open, and she looked up, just in time to see Sally Bayless, seated in the front row, two pews ahead of them, turn and shoot Pokey a stern look of warning. Sally's gleaming auburn hair shone in the candlelit church. She was sixty-four, but still had the dewy complexion, sparkling brown eyes, and slender figure of a woman twenty years younger. Now those eyes narrowed as they took in Pokey's tardy and disheveled appearance. Pokey gave her mother a grin and a finger wave, and Sally's head swiveled back around, eyes front, head held high, the bayless pearls, a double strand, clasped firmly around her neck. Anna Jane offered an apologetic smile to the elderly woman to her right. The woman frowned, but begrudgingly inched aside to allow the new arrival to be seated. As usual, Pokey Bayless Riggs took no notice of the stir she'd caused. She'd been causing a stir nearly every day of her thirty-five years, and today, her brother's wedding day, was no different. The boat-neck collar of Pokey's expensive new red silk jacket had slipped off her right shoulder, exposing a leopard-print bra strap and an unseemly amount of cleavage. Little Clayton was two years old, but Pokey was still struggling to lose her baby weight. She'd managed to pop one of the jacket's rhinestone buttons, and the tight silk skirt had somehow twisted around so that the zipper was now in the front rather than on the side. She was bare-legged, which was a scandal in and of itself. But now Anna Jane noticed that her best friend had ditched the Sally-mandated sedate dyed silk slingback pumps in favor of a pair of blinged-out silver flip-flops. Pokey's thin, poker-straight blonde hair had already lost its beauty salon bounce and now hung limply on either side of her full pink cheeks. Her lipstick was smeared, but her eyes, her amazing cornflower blue eyes, glinted with mischief. Busted, 
Anna Jane whispered, not daring to look at her best friend. Christ, Pokey muttered. This is so not my fault. I couldn't find a parking spot. The church lot's full and the whole block is lined with cars on both sides of the street. I had to leave the Land Rover clear down the block in front of the gas station and run all the way here. Aren't you supposed to be up there with your mom and everybody else in the family? Anna Jane asked. I mean, you are the groom's only sister. Screw that, Pokey said swiftly. I refuse to make nice with that woman. Mason knows I don't like her. Mama knows it too. I'm taking a moral stand here. Who the hell are all these people anyway? She asked, glancing around at the packed church and zeroing in on the bride's side of the aisle. Not family, right? Since poor little Celia is...